1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Yes. Oh, he's kept it out! Pools are promoted! On the ball! are heading back to the football league! Dave Challenge made the dreams of all poolies country!
2: Well, it's been a turbulent week at Pools, which has seen two defeats, both 3-1, the Forest Green Rovers at the Vic, and then Swindon midweek. And we face another trip, tough trip this Saturday to Port Vale, who a team very much in form this season. Well, I guess I could have been more positive, but it's the reality, really. And however, I do want to say this before we start the podcast. I said it midweek when I went on the Chef Wed one we have to continue to back the boys. We're going to go through tough patches. We're back in the Football League and it's imperative that we have to keep going and get into games and supporting the lads because they need our support as much as possible at this time. But Davo, let's start with Forest Green Rovers at home last week. What was your perspective on things?
3: Um, I think from their point of view, obviously before I start delving into our performance, I think their performance, I think quite well replicated where they are in the league. I think they were they were well organised. They were very quick, and I think that um, proved to be a constant problem for Pools because we just could not deal. with it. And Again, it was just quite similar, really, to when we went down to Orient. Once we scored, once they scored first, it was as if like we just felt sorry for ourselves, and we just kind of, I think, lost our way. And then a second one went in, and it was just. Just a really frustrating day. Um, I thought the second half from our perspective, what we we, we were improved. Obviously, we got the penalty, didn't we? Which you know, a, a 2 1, you think, yeah, you know, there could be something here for us. You know, there was time left, but you know, the, obviously, they, they got beat. We sorry, they scored a third and it just killed it off, really. But like I say, at the end of the day, we were outclassed, and yeah, another really frustrating defeat
2: yeah I mean I agree with practically everything you just said there I I know quite often we seem to have the same views and people have picked up on that but you know when you concede that early on four minutes and the head's just dropped from four minute mark and it just something isn't right with that why we are collapsing after four minutes and heads are down look we need to get back in in the game and if there's ever a good example of that we were two 0 down weren't we against Harrogate and and we pulled that back and won three two and you know it was poor defending for the first goal and characteristic a little bit of how we lost to Newport as well um in terms of poor defensive play and and then you know we we go on and concede that second goal there's not a lot you can do about it when it pings off the crossbar under a mile an hour into their players feet and it and it pops in a net but they one thing that I will point out is the way they set up as you said was they played very good football and they flooded the midfield and we just didn't seem able to compete with that and I think that was where our downfall was Nicky Fez didn't turn up that game and Schelz well no one really turned up let's be honest but I think when at least we have our midfield on fire, we can we can kind of push teams back a little bit, but there was just none of that, if I'm honest. And they looked like they were going to score every time they went forward. Um, and then obviously we've brought on Joe Gray, who's managed to win a penalty with his first touch. Um, you know, which which is good, he's a great player. He, he's gonna feature a lot, I think, in the future. Um, but he's obviously won that penalty, feathers has slotted it away. And then two minutes later, we have another chance with Moles running um and puts a ball across. It was really hard for Olamola to finish that. Let's be honest, it was at kneecap height and he's running onto it like a bullet. It needed to be slid along the the ground. And I think if we'd put that in at 3-2, I would have backed us to to pull it back and and grab another goal just before the end. But extremely disappointing. And, you know, we are going to come up against tough teams. I've said this many a time and... You know, Newport was the first test that we had. And we just, we didn't look out of place against them. But against Forest Green, it was a completely different story. And it was really disappointing. It, I think it was reflected in the amount of people that left the ground. And I haven't seen that in a long time. So, you know, as we've said, they were an extremely good team. But we didn't turn up either. And when there's those two contributing factors, you don't really have a chance, if we're honest.
3: And obviously, you know, matters were made even worse. You know, you're trying to fight for a resultant just before we've recorded this episode, I've watched it back and, you know, it was a blatant red card for Jamie Sterry. It was reckless and, you know, Tony Sweeney didn't hold back in his interview after the game. And he said, you know, this is a, it's a tough year for us. We are fighting to to stay in the football league. And, you know, at a time where we need our best players, we lose one and it's down to recklessness. You know, we can afford players to be out through injury, but when it's self-inflicted and you've got players, I know, Jamie was probably frustrated the result and you know with what was going on and and I'm not going to lie I thought they were going down rather easy for time but it was a reckless red card I I don't know if you've seen it Jack I don't know what your thoughts are but it's 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 very costly at this time of the season obviously given our form.
2: Yeah well at the time when I was there I couldn't really you know accurately say what happened I just saw a big melee and and, you know, it had been coming. It really had. And I think someone made a really good point on Twitter this week that the referees need to get hold of the game. Um, and he didn't. And, you know, it, Neil Byrne, I know, shoved someone um, when he was time-wasting the 3-1 up. Why do you need to time-waste it 3-1 up? But, you know, you've got to keep your professionalism. And and from Jamie Sterry, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect that from him. Um, you know, he, he's someone who's a model professional, someone who... I mean, Sweeney said this himself and you've just touched on it, that he's disappointed in him. He's told him what he thought of it. Um, And obviously following on from that, the club put a statement out um, the other day about in regards to a FA charge that we've received. This was the 25th. So yesterday, actually, and Hartlepool United FC and Forest Green Rovers have been charged with a breach of FA rule E20.1 following their League 2 game on Saturday the 20th of November. It's alleged that both clubs failed to ensure their players conduct themselves in an orderly fashion during the 87th minute of the game and they have until Monday the 29th of November to provide their responses and I think he's going to be a big miss and I think That'll really show tomorrow against Port Vale and it probably did against Swindon. I know we're going to do a review shortly of that game. You you made the journey, one of the 75 fans who, honestly, I salute the the following that went down there. Absolutely incredible. But we'll touch on that when we, we come to the review of the Swindon game. So, as I've touched on, we're now going to move on to the Swindon review. We lost on Tuesday night, as I'm sure you're aware, 3-1. And Matty Daly getting the equaliser, which is great to see him on the score sheet, a player that we were all sure of his quality that he has and and you know he's contributed a lot this season. I know you made that really long journey down, the second one in as many weeks, Davo, and I was just wondering whether you could give us your thoughts on the game.
3: Uh, I think if I was to sum it up, I'd say frustrating. Um, frustrating because for 45 minutes at 0-0 and for the short space of time in the second half that was at 0-0, the game was open and there was an opportunity for basically for any size to go and grab it and obviously the first chance in the second half and it felt swindon they scored i don't say it was it was just frustrating to watch like i've like i've started with <laughs> look I, I said before the game you know we arrived and we were talking to some swindon fans and you know they were you know being very kind and they said what how do you feel and I said before the game, I said, look, I said, I'm not looking forward to this. I'm far from optimistic. I just think, you know, and they, they were playing it down, saying about the home form. But I said, yeah, but look at the form we're on. And <sighs> like I say, nil-nil, it was any anyone's game to take. Obviously, you know, throughout the game, it, it was fair to say that, you know, the defensive frailties were there to see. And at times that was through, you know, they were playing some really good football. They were, they were building up really well, but that was sometimes as well down to the fact that time and time again, it was as if like we weren't learning. We were constantly playing out from the back. We were trying to pass it around the back. And yet you're, you're doing that against a team who were playing a high press. And it's like, you know, you, you they were doing it in the first half and after two or three times of doing it, you'd think, right, you'd stop doing it. You try something else, play it long, for example, or, and it, it just didn't. So I think that was frustrating to see. Um, at one all, you think, yeah, maybe, you know, we can really kick on, maybe get a second, but then, you know, more more errors from, from ourselves to score a second, and then that was it. Um, they scored a late third, and it was a disappointing end to the game. But what I will say is, obviously... You know, it goes back to what Tweeney said, not just after Tuesday night. It's been said a couple of times, you know, we keep hearing about January. Let's get to January. I mean, Tuesday night emphasised why we need to get to January. You know, you're 2-1 down and it's, for me, it's, I wouldn't say it's embarrassing, but it, it, it's really infuriating that, you know, it's, you know, we're in a situation where you're 2-1 down yet. Our only options are, let's bring on Fondop. Ola and it's no disrespect to them, you know, because I'm pretty sure they're, you know, they're here, they want to do the best, but you know, I don't need to tell you, Jack, and I don't need to tell any other post they're just not good enough. Fondop played for 15 minutes, and honestly, it's just unbelievable. Like, you're watching him worry, does, I mean, there was a chance where he was on the edge of the area, and, you know, you can see what he's trying to do, he's trying to go down with a penalty, but it's just like, oh, it, look, at the end of the day, the, the I'm not going to ramble on because at the end of the day, Swindon deserved to win. I'd say they were the better team throughout. We had chances throughout the game and I'm just going to end this by saying basically what Swindon said to the game. One team took chances, scored three goals. We had chances and we didn't take them. And again, I'm going to put that down to just, like I say, probably lack of quality. I think it's fair to say. And and like I've said, hopefully come January, um, we can recruit in those areas and strengthen. but and More than that, obviously, I think if the last four games, the last month even, from what's going to worry, and I think if it's emphasised anything, it's that whatever Raj Singh's doing behind the scenes in terms of the new manager, it has to be sped up now. We have to get a new manager in, and hopefully he can save things before the window and he can just go straight into January and get the players we need.
2: Well, yeah, just before we do uh, bring Ben Forbes on for yet another appearance on HUFC Chat, you know, you made a very, very, very good point there um, about the manager. I think personally for me, and there'll be people who will t- disagree with my opinion here. I think it is slightly odd, slightly strange that we haven't yet recruited a new manager. And um, I think it's slightly frustrating that perhaps we haven't um you know spent some money to get someone out of a contract potentially i don't want to make accusations because we don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes but if you look at twitter today it looks like um woodgate has had his his odds slash now um and just recently reading there on twitter actually um they've gone rapidly down and i think at the minute it's um one to two for woodgate um to be announced as a new manager he's gone from 12 to one to one to two so i think that says quite a bit but You know, when that whole thing about Woodman came along, um, we were dead certain he was going to come in. But look, he didn't. So who knows what's going to happen? All I'm going to say is I completely agree with you. And Raj needs to get someone in because as much as I love Swings, you know, his record's getting damaged here. And I think he needs someone in who has experience to come in and support him at this time.
3: Without further ado, we welcome back on the HFC chat, Ben Forbes. Ben, how are you, my friend? And perhaps to start with, could you please give us your thoughts on
1: the last week? Hey, Adam, Jack, I'm I'm good. Uh, yeah, last, this last week's been, uh, been been interesting, hasn't it? I think uh, we we got taught a lesson by by Forest Green um, Rovers on on, on Saturday. I, I think that 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 first half showing from them was was some of the best football I've seen. At the at Vic, at the Vic for, oh, you know, at least a good three, four years. So, uh, yeah, got got rightfully, rightfully torn apart there, and um, frustrating in a way because, you know, we we've not played like that at home for a long time. Um, and then obviously at the end, with, with, with Sterry getting sent off, getting himself sent off for uh, a needless, needless act. Really, he did didn't need to do that. But uh, just makes makes life harder for uh, f- for the following games, and then obviously going away to Swindon on a Tuesday night was never going to be never going to be easy. And we played again Swindon. We played well in patches. I, I thought I, I, I thought we we matched them for, for for parts of the game, but we just fell asleep at vital moments, and um, you know got 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 punished for them. We were. We we were looking for uh, offside flags that that were never coming, and, uh, and for the first goal, and, the, and then the second goal, we just couldn't couldn't bring the their their big number nine down. So yeah, I I I, th- I think the the right team won um, during this win the game, and we but we have to turn it around. Um, and what a tough task to turn it around tomorrow.
2: Yeah, exactly. As you said, we're going to a Port Vale side that. Are in a really good form. That they're a very well-drilled side, and um, Dowell Clark in charge. There, someone that I'd love to see at Pools in the future. And you know, I've seen a couple of videos, um, coaching videos with himself talking through what he's done at Port Vale and things, and the way he's got those players playing. Even you know, it seems like it's half of Ex Pools players have uh, landed at Port Vale as well. <laughs> but you know, we're go we're going into a tough game, as we've said. What are your thoughts about that? And also, um, if we can push you to a prediction as well.
1: I, th- I think tomorrow. Look, tomorrow is going to be really tough. Like, like you said, they're in. They're in. They're in good form. They, they had a blip Tuesday night, um, and the dangerous thing is when you have results like that, there's always going to be nine times out of ten there's a reaction. Um, so it, I would so happily walk out of there with a point, but I, I, I think that's going to be very tough. Um, the only the only saving grace with Port Vale is I believe that they've um, they've lost their two top scorers to injury um, in the last couple of weeks. So. You know, you know that the Port Vale fan that I know, um, a mate of mine, he's wondering where the goals are going to come from. Um, I've said, I've told him not to worry because Devante Rodney will will inevitably get them scoring against his former club. Um, So yeah, it's going to be very tough. Um, It's it's a tough place to come normally. So I think I'm going to stick my neck out and say we're going to we're going to. Hang on to a one-all draw. Um, I, th- I think I think Cullen will get one against his former club, and then I don't know, I'm calling it. I think Devante Rodney will get one as well, and then and then we'll just hang on. I think that's that's my my prediction.
2: Yeah, and obviously Lucas Caveland's going to be there in goal. I'm, I'm sure he's <laughs> oh yeah some reception um, from the Poles fans tomorrow. So that'll be interesting. I'm sure he'll be playing up to it as ever.
1: I, I can't wait that that's one of, that, that one of the first fixtures I was looking forward was this of you know when when we get to face Lucas coverland again um yeah it's yeah that he he's gonna uh, he's gonna get some stick that's for sure.
2: I've heard that's why half of the Pools fans have bought their tickets tomorrow just to <laughs> They're just gonna, uh, probably you know, it's, why, the it's why party. it's why I'm going. <laughs> exactly. Well, you've got to you've got to have something um, you know perky up for a, an away day, haven't you, with Pools at the minute? But Ben, thanks again for for coming onto the podcast and giving us your thoughts. As ever, it's been
3: brilliant. To have you inside.
1: No problem at all. Anytime.
3: As well, we know tomorrow, Pools will make the journey to the Midlands to face a Port Vale side who currently sit fifth in League Two. In the last six games, the hosts have taken eight points out of a possible eighteen, winning two, drawing two, and losing two. Their most recent result came on Tuesday night, in which they lost one 0 at home to all, so, You know, given our recent form at the moment, you know there's no doubt at all that this will be again another tough test, in which hopefully. We can end a week on a high, but before we do end, Jack, what are your thoughts ahead of this one? And can you please at the end give me your prediction?
2: Yeah, we've touched on it numerous times throughout the podcast. It's going to be difficult. It's the conditions are going to be tough, especially with the weather that's you know coming in. And I just really, really hope the boys turn up for those fans that including ourselves that are making the journey down because you know there's been plenty of long journeys uh recently you know credit to you and the other post fans that did Wickham and uh, swing as well and it hasn't been the easiest um of times over the last few games supporting obviously we we beat Wickham which was un- unbelievable but other than that we we've conceded uh eight goals and scored three so it's not been ideal um you know the last four games but I just hope we turn up and that uh, as long as the lads give 110%, that's all we can ask. And that's all we ever ask. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be, um, you know, difficult with the side that they are, but who knows? Pulse could turn up tomorrow and play one of the best games we've played all season and sneak a result there. And I'm just going into it, hoping that we can at least get a point. And if we get a point, I think that really shows good resolve. And as long as, as I've said, as long as we turn up and um, give it everything, that's all I can ask. So, I'm going you know what I'm going to go with a one all draw. Um I can't tell you who's going to score but I think we'll we'll be good value for a point tomorrow. Um
3: Davo what are you thinking? Oh, like you said it, it, you know there's no doubt that this is going to be another tough game a second tough well three tough games in the space of like a week so you know I'm trying I've tried to be positive for the last couple of days as as the week's gone on. Um, it's hard, like you say. It's really hard because, like you say, you know, you you want to be positive, but you know, when you get so many knocks, you get knocked down, and like we've been, you know, we've been knocked down so many times over the last three or four weeks. You know, it, it gets harder, you know, and the performances that you see, uh, you know, I know in times we're playing well in part, but sometimes, you know, it isn't enough, and you, you've got to put in a good shift over. 90 minutes. So, like you say, hopefully, hopefully we can just turn up tomorrow, give our all, give 90 minutes of resilience. Look, I hate doing this. I really do. I back the boys as you well as well you know, Jack. But I, I can't lie to, to to the to whoever's listening. I can't lie to myself. I am going to want to Port Vale. I do back us to score. I back us to score in every game. But I just think this one, it might just get the better of us. I hope I'm wrong. The last time I said, Pools, we're going to lose. We won. So I'm just saying. But as well, that concludes everything for today's episode. Big thanks to Ben for appearing on the sh- again on the show. And thanks as always for you guys, for your continued support. It is always appreciated. And once you're right, check out our page on Twitter, at HFC Chat, Highly p News on Facebook. And as always, keep the faith, back the boys, and never say die.